Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. So as we hear songs this morning and sing songs and as we watch videos, we will talk again and again about this fact that God is with us. You know, God promised to come to us and he traveled the greatest distance from heaven to earth to arrive and then to stay and to live with us. And what's more, he's promised to never, ever leave us or forsake us. He is a good father who is with us. He's alongside us to comfort us and to give us his peace. He's with us to reassure us and redirect us. So this morning, we want to explore and celebrate this wonderful truth that God is with us. You know, hopes and fears and excitement anticipation, they're all things that we feel when promises are made, aren't they? I don't know if anyone's ever made a promise. Has anyone ever made a promise? Kids, have you ever promised to eat all your dinner, for example? Ever promised to go straight to sleep when you put to bed? Adults, maybe we've promised to do something by a certain point or be more like someone or something. We've all made promises. More important question, has anyone ever broken a promise? Well, to save you from answering, I have broken a promise, okay? During the summertime this year, it was a a lovely, hot, balmy summer's day. The sun was just glistening on the sea just off the south coast of England, a beautiful place. And I promised to my children that we would get an ice cream. I said, boys, we're going to get an ice cream today. They said, Daddy, do you promise? And I said, yes. And as the day went on, and we just had different plans and arrangements, and things happened and didn't happen... We didn't get an ice cream. I know. I didn't keep my promise. And I felt terrible. And I thought three things. Number one, let's get an ice cream really, really soon to make up for it. Number two, I have to be very careful what I say to my children. And number three, I don't want to break a promise again. Promises are really important. And when someone promises something, if that something is good, then there's excitement and there's hope and anticipation for what's to come. And we often see this in Christmas films or stories, don't we? There's the dad who promises to be home in time for Christmas or to make it on time for the Christmas nativity play that the child is in. And the child is watching and waiting and hoping that their dad is going to keep his promise to be with them as he said that he would be. Well, did you know that God the Father made a promise like this? A promise to be with us, his children, not just at Christmas, but forever. And nowhere else is the sense of anticipation, expectation, and hopes built up felt more than in the Bible and in the story of mankind waiting and longing for their Father God to come and be with them. God promised to come and be with his people by speaking through some prophets, But don't just take my word for it. Here's what they've got to say for themselves. I'm Isaiah, and this is my friend Micah. We are prophets, which means that God has given us a glimpse of what will happen in the future. Micah, do you remember what God said all those centuries ago? I do. Oh, Bethlehem in Judah, a ruler will come from you who will shepherd the people of Israel. And how about you, Isaiah? Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. We had no idea what this meant or when it would happen. But God had said it, we believed it, and knew this promised child would ultimately come. 
They were waiting over 700 years to see that promise fulfilled. Can you imagine waiting 700 years to see a promise fulfilled? Imagine if the people way back then sang the song that we just sang, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Imagine how heartfelt and desperate and hope-filled their words would have been as they sang, Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel, waiting and hoping that the Father would keep his promise, that he would arrive like he said he would. And sometimes in the Christmas films, it looks like the Father isn't going to make it home on time because there's some long and epic journey with twists and turns and delays and unforeseen interruptions And as the snow thickens and the car breaks down and the phone battery dies, you're on the edge of your seat thinking, how is he going to make it? How is the father going to keep his promise? And you know, while God's children were clinging on to their promise and watching and waiting and hoping and praying, God was traveling the greatest distance imaginable to be there. He promised to arrive at just the right time. And guess what? He made it. He made it. I don't know if you know what it feels like when all you've really wanted is for someone, maybe a father, to arrive, and then they actually do. Well, here's a bit of an idea. And just to warn you, you might want to have your tissues at the ready for this one. Uh, I just about managed to not cry on the sixth watching of that video just now. (laughs) You know, that father, he traveled a long way, and he flew across the world so that he could arrive and he could be there for his child. Our Father, our God, he traveled from heaven to earth, from divinity to humanity, from perfect existence to our broken world, from majestic glory to a common manger so that he could be with us. And the song we're about to listen to says, he is the architect inside the plan. He is royalty robed in the flesh he created. He's the author who climbed inside the page. You know, no matter how far the distance or how challenging the journey or how great the cost, nothing could stop him from keeping his promise. And the deep longing of mankind was met with the arrival of a savior who wanted to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah, the prophet, with his friend Micah, who look remarkably similar to our two pianists this morning, He also said that when God came to be with us, he would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. So Emmanuel, God with us, Eternal Father, arrived on time to be with us for all time. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Richard. I'm one of the pastors here as well with Will. And it's just really a joy to celebrate Christmas with you at our Christmas event, God with us. And if you're a visitor or a guest, it's so wonderful that you've joined us. And I love those last two songs. In Arrival, we heard the line that says, Jesus the maker has made himself known. And then in that well-known carol we've just sung, Hark the Herald, it says this, Please this man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, Jesus our God with us. And it is amazing to know that Jesus wants to be known by us and that he's pleased to dwell with us. He wants to make his home with us. He wants to be involved in our lives. And they're the marks of a great father, someone who's pleased to spend time with his children and be known by his children, someone who's available to them. And another great mark of a father, I think, 
is taking the opportunity to tell dad jokes when he's given it. And it's Christmas, and I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth, guys. So dads, get your notebooks out. You're going to need these, all right? First one's quite topical. What's the difference between the Polar Express and HS2? One is a fantasy about a railway train, and the other is a film starring Tom Hanks. Oh, round of applause there. Uh, I couldn't eat my whole meal at the staff Christmas dinner, so the waiter came up to me at the end and he said, do you want a box for your leftovers? I said, no, but I will wrestle you for them. Don't clap that one, no. Last Christmas, I bought a jumper and it kept picking up static electricity, so I took it back to the shop and they gave me a new one free of charge. Great. Last Christmas, I was leaving Marks and Spencer's with just bags loaded with Christmas shopping. And as I was walking out, a clown held the door open for me. And I thought, oh, what a nice jester. <laughs> this one's quite personal. Last Christmas, my wife accused me of stealing her new thesaurus. Not only was I shocked, I was appalled, aghast, outraged, and dismayed. <laughs> Highlight for me last Christmas was I got a pet termite. A pet termite. I called him Clint. Clint Eatswood. <laughs> oh, Chris liked that one. That was his favorite so far. Last Boxing Day, I was injured playing a game of uh, peekaboo, so I was rushed straight to ICU. <laughs> Last one, okay. New, new Year's resolution. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add lunges to my new workout regime. That's a big step forward. Consider these jokes my Christmas gift to you. Uh, don't clap them, please. Um, and, but speaking of good fathers and, and not so good gifts, but we're going to talk about good gifts. Let's watch a video now that continues our story. Christmas is very much a time for giving gifts, but it can be so easy to be distracted by the glitz and glamour of gifts that we forget that they are only ever intended to point to the love and care of the giver. The joy we feel as children opening and playing with gifts is exciting and fun, but it soon dwindles, and what are we left with then? If there is no one to enjoy the gifts with, no one to direct our thanks to, no one to share love and relationship with when the initial allure of the gifts fades away. As adults too, there can be so many good things around us to indulge and enjoy. The new gadget or games console, the bigger job with that better pay, the exciting new relationship or the luxurious holiday, and that can all be fine and good. But if that's where our satisfaction comes from, then we will never be truly happy. 
can receive gifts and have short-lived satisfaction, but if we will receive the giver himself, the eternal Father, the good Father, who gives these good gifts, we can know true satisfaction that will never end. A peace, comfort, and joy that will never end because he will never leave us. He himself is the greatest gift we can ever receive. He has given us not just things that show us how much he loves us, he's given us himself. The writer of Psalm 23 describes God as one who is with us at all times to make sure that we have all that we need. Much like a father, he's with us to guide us and teach us, to have fun with us and enjoy our company, to walk close beside us, to protect us when we're scared, to stick up for us when we come up against opposition, to shower his kindness on us and pursue us with his love. He is eternal father, with us in all things, and he's never going to leave. Yeah, I think that deserves a round of applause. You know, we've heard it already. Jesus, the Son of God, traveled from heaven to earth. He came from the Father to show us how much the Father loves us, how much God loves us, and enable us to know and experience that love. And as a man, he gave up his life on the cross. He died and paid the penalty for our mistakes, for our sin, for our imperfections that got in the way with our, for our relationship with a sinless, perfect, holy God. But God is our Father. He is relentlessly and unconditionally a loving Father. And Jesus said this, if you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. He knows and he shows what God is like. And he described himself also as the door or the way. And it's like mankind that we had created and built a wall between us and God. And it was a wall that we could never scale or climb over. It was a wall that we could never get around. We were blocked from being able to have a relationship with God, our Heavenly Father. But Jesus came to become the door the way. And through him, we can have relationship with God, our heavenly father. That's what the Bible tells us, to be reconnected with him. Jesus is God with us. And I just want to say this morning, he is available to you now. He wants you to know him today. He's available to us when we acknowledge him. He's attentive to us when we ask him things. And he is willing to accept us and abide in us when we receive him, God with us. And God wants to be with us when things are good and going well. God is with us to celebrate in those times. God is with us when things are tough because things inevitably become tough. He's with us in the storm. God is with us when we don't know what to do or where to go. He wants to lead us and guide us because he knows the way. 
that when we're feeling the heat, God is in the fire with us. When we feel out in the cold, God is with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. And I just want to say this morning, no matter whether you have had naturally a good father or a bad father, whether they've been available or absent, men of their word or full of empty promises, the truth of the gospel of the Bible is that God is a good father, that he's always available, he's always true to his word, that you're his child and he loves you this morning. And all of us here at Living Rock Church, we do this because we're people who have known that to be true in our own lives. We've known God who's with us in the good times. Can anybody give me a wave if you've known God is with you in the good times? How about in the tough times, the storms of life? God has been with us. When we don't know where to go or what to do, has God helped us? Absolutely. When we're feeling the heat, is God with us in those times? When we feel out in the cold, is God with us? Yes, he is. That's why we worship. That's why we give thanks. That's why we do that. Because we believe wholeheartedly God is with us. And he wants you to know him today. So the next song we're going to listen to is Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. And after we've listened to that song, we then have the opportunity to stand and sing together and and bang out some wonderful, worshipful Christmas songs together. Thank you. I want to tell you about some simple ways that you can do something if what you've seen and heard has resonated with you today. Because the fact of the matter is that once you start looking at the stats of absent versus available fathers, it really doesn't take very long to realize that a good father-child relationship really is life-changing for us. And our heart here is that, number one, we would just let you know that God is a good father. I hope you've picked that up from this morning. He's a good father who loves you very, very much. And number two, we would just love to create opportunities for fathers and children to invest in their relationships together. So three ways that you can do something very simple if what you've heard today has resonated with you. Number one, just tell the person that you came with that you'd like to know more about this God who is a good father. Tell the person that you came with. Or over in the corner at the back of the main hall, we've got a lovely space where you can chat with somebody a little bit more about that. Just look for lots of twinkly lights and you won't go too far wrong. Number two is you could sign up for the Alpha course. Early in the new year, we are launching the Alpha course in multiple locations across the region, about seven or eight different places. It runs once a week for four weeks, and it is an opportunity to explore life's big questions and find out more about the Christian faith in a relaxed environment with drinks and nibbles and like-minded people asking similar questions. And number three, if you are blessed to have a father or to be a father, then we would invite you to book in for one of two events that we're putting on in February and March. One is a daddy-daughter dinner on Friday the 16th of February, and one is a dads and lads day on Saturday the 9th of March. Our intention with both of these events is very simply to create space for you to invest in your father-child relationship. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. It doesn't matter if you go to church or not. We are just putting these events on so that all who come along can have fun together, spend time with one another, and make memories together as fathers and children. And if you want to find out a little bit more about either of those father-child events or the Alpha course, all of that is available for you at the back of the hall as well. Just to say also that on Christmas Eve, we will be meeting here at 5.30 p.m. for Carols by Candlelight. If possible, it's even more festive than today. You really don't want to miss Christmas here. We'll have the brass band and the choir and readings and candles, obviously. So it'll be a wonderful, wonderful evening together at 5.30 p.m. 
We have a Christmas Day message at 10 o'clock available on YouTube with a wonderful Richard Jones. Are there any jokes in the Christmas Day message, Rich? No. It's a joke-free zone. So maybe that makes you more compelled to watch it or not. I'm not sure. But tune in for that one if you'd like to. And just to say that we won't be meeting here on Sunday the 31st of December, just to make you aware of that. So with all of that said and done, shall we hear it one more time for all of these amazing people that have made today so wonderful for all of us. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.